0: Center ice for all things Islanders, Rangers, and all news across the NHL on WFUV Sports.
1: Five on three WFUV's NHL podcast back in action Friday, April 22nd. Tyler Mooney, Samantha Borer are here. I'm Chris Hennessy. Hello, friends. How are we doing?
2: Hello, I'm so sleepy because this is a morning recording session. Nine four a.m. after
1: an Islander game and a Devil game.
2: Yup. So we were all up late last night. I, so. I
1: got a good night's sleep. Yeah, last Tyler's week. carrying tonight.
2: Good for you, Tyler. I did not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it was a brutal night at UBS Arena for the New York Islanders. They lose six to three. A natural hat trick from Andrew Copp. Um, by the way, did you notice that Panarin got an assist on the third goal, and he shouldn't have? No. So um, if you, I
0: thought I remember, wa- I was watching, like watching and doing my homework. So I thought he would have gotten a No, because he. But pa- I guess I didn't look. He close
1: passed up. it to Cop, and then Cop went to Strom and back to Cop, and he scored. So Panarin got four assists last night. He only should have gotten three. Again, it doesn't matter. But... It sounds like coping. <laughs> no, but like it, like <laughs> right right in the first. Mike was actually the one who noticed it. Right the, when we got the first period score sheet, Mike Messina said, "Wait a second. and he was right. Um, but. Regardless, Panarin gets four or three assists, however you look at it. Kreider's 51st. Cops' natural hat trick. Strom's 20th. It, it really twists a knife that Ryan Strom, of all players, scores the scores the goal that really ended this thing five to make a 5-1 at the end of the second period. Um, so that's a killer, but um, that's not really the important part of this. The Rangers <laughs> at all, uh, even remotely. The Rangers clinch home ice in the first round. Whether they play Pittsburgh or Washington, they had shut out three consecutive opponents. Uh, They only let up two goals after the game was basically over. Uh, Three goals, I should say. Two from Brock Nelson and one from Josh Bailey. So overall, I thought last night was uh, pretty much
0: perfect for the Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers are really clicking on all cylinders right now. They had that stretch... I believe it was the start of this month where they lost the game. Yes, it was the start of this month because it was April 1st. They lost the Islanders at MSG, and then they were down 3-0 to the Flyers, ended up coming back but lost that game, and you were like, okay, this is a, not a great stretch. They're losing to some not great teams. But the last you know week and a half, two weeks, they've been absolutely flying. Obviously not allowing a goal in three straight games is incredible, and it's good to see all aspects of the Rangers' game Uh, playing at its top level, obviously the goaltending, the defense, but seeing Andrew Kopp, Artemi Panera, and that line excel, have maybe their best line, probably their best game together while they've been together on the Rangers. Uh, It's really good to see and It's what you want at this point. The main focus for the Rangers, they've now locked up home ice. It's just stay healthy and be playing your best hockey going into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, this team has been a great opponent this whole year, but I think, like Tyler said, something is really clicking recently. Was it Ten periods straight without a goal yeah, scored. Ten. So. Yeah. It
1: was over just over two hundred minutes. It was like two hundred minutes and forty something seconds.
2: Jeez, Louise! I mean, that's an incredibly impressive stat. First of all, second of all, I think Andrew Karp was one of the best acquisitions that the Rangers could have had for the year that they're having right now. I think that he is doing so well. I think that, like you said, that line is incredible. Yeah, like you said, it's all about just staying healthy and getting into the playoffs now like or going into the playoffs healthy now. Having home ice is going to be huge. New York fans are what they are, and I'm sure we'll be very excited to see everything come to the world's most famous arena, first and foremost. So I'm pumped for the playoffs. I like seeing the Rangers. I like watching them play, and they are really something special right now. I know there was that little stretch where Igor lost, like, a game or two not even a stretch (laughs) and everyone was freaking out Everyone was like oh my god who is he who is this this isn't our like vesnia goaltender i was like yes he is he just loses occasionally like it's still fine and that annoyed me but i think he's still on the top of his game i really like watching the rangers right now sorry about your islanders no it's okay (laughs) it's okay
1: i was hoping they would play spoiler last night um it seemed like maybe they would but it it didn't didn't come to fruition because, as Tyler mentioned, the Islanders beat the Rangers twice within two and a half weeks at Madison Square Garden. And the last one was a shutout for Semyon Varlamov. They throw Semyon Varlamov out there because he has great success against the Rangers. And he, I mean, he wasn't even that bad. It was just poor defensive zone play from game one to, from minute one to minute 60. was. Whew, probably the worst game they played all season. <laughs> it was really bad, um, really, really bad. But yeah, that um, that comes on the heels of a three-two loss to the um, to the Florida Panthers in overtime. Alexander Barkov had a hat trick. The Islanders hadn't given up a hat trick on home ice uh, all season, and they gave up two in a week. Dang! And I was there for both of them. That's tough that's yeah that's tough that tough. might be a bad luck omen yeah, yeah. <laughs> i very well might be um you should
2: sage yourself
1: yeah <laughs> the whole that whole the, everything needs to be saged about that <laughs> is everything need, just you need like a like a cleanse
2: like you just need new. to reopen it like, i know right <laughs> like cut the, down, right? Yeah, yeah. cut the ribbon this again this season didn't count it was a practice round cut the ribbon again first do a full cleanse a full sage. And then be like, welcome to the brand new UBS Arena for our inaugural season. Aren't you so happy to be here for the first time ever? No one's ever been here before. Exactly. Just lie. <laughs> I, I, think
1: that, I think that has to be what happens. Um, but, you know, in, in all seriousness, part of the reason that this season has been um, really bad <laughs> is because of the passings of two of the biggest players in franchise history. We talked about Clark Gillies a few months back, and this one, less sudden, Mike Boss, he was diagnosed with lung cancer back in October, passes away last Friday. Um, one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, simply put. Um, and the greatest, you know, obviously everybody's going to have their different opinions. Probably Most people would probably say Dennis Potvin's the greatest Islander of all time. He's the greatest forward in Islanders history, and there's pretty much no doubt about that. And um, They had a very, very nice ceremony for, um, for Mike before the Panthers game. Were you at the you were at the game when they announced Clark Killes died, right afterwards. I remember that. But were you yes. at the first game after? Because I, I was not.
0: Um, I'm not. Were you? Sure. I remember. Was it the Stars game? What?
1: No, 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 no. This was in like January. Oh, it was the Coyotes okay. game. They it was announced he Passed away. Okay.
0: Yeah, I remember they obviously had something on the scoreboard. Yeah, I don't because
1: I don't remember that. But this was very, very well done. Um, I, you know, I don't really have too much else to say. Uh, it's obviously incredibly sad, and it, it just. This season, you know, could have gone in a lot of different directions, um, but the, you know, kind of the cherry, like, just losing two guys who you saw around the rink all the time, it's just, man, it's
0: just, it's, could the season get any worse? Yeah, absolutely brutal, obviously. Um, you know, you think Wayne Gretzky, Alex Ovechkin, and in my opinion, probably Mike Bossy as the third best goal scorer in NHL history he's only only had 570 only had 573 only. goals but if you looked, that was in 752 games played I mean some of these guys now are playing over a thousand games you think if Mike Bossie played that amount of games we could be talking about maybe he's the one with the goal scoring record and not Wayne Gretzky but uh obviously extremely sad and yeah just what a what a rough season for the Islanders in all facets and, and this adds on to it and you hope that you know you can kind of just turn the page next year and use the memories of Clark Gillies and Mike Bossy and kind of use that as motivation to put together a much better season than, than what's happened this year. But I think uh, all these factors coming together, first and foremost, it's important. I think the Islanders just they'll get to the summer and just like a reset for this franchise is necessary. And uh, hopefully things will be better in the fall. But uh, obviously, rest in peace, Mike Bossy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always sad to see hockey legends go no matter what. I mean, I'm not an Islanders fan, but still like the name Mike Bossy, everyone knows, you know how great he was. And like you said, if he had played a thousand games like people are doing now, what could he have been? I will wonder that forever. It's so sad that this Islanders franchise like. After seeing the, the patches that were put on the jerseys when Gillies died, it's sad to have not one patch on a season in memoriam, but two mm-hmm. in a single season. Like that just breaks your heart as anyone. And of course it's motivation, it's we're doing it for these guys, but I can't it cannot help with morale as well to have two of the absolute legends of your club pass away in the same season. So I don't know. Rest in peace to both of them. My thoughts and prayers go out to their families.
1: Yeah, especially Gillies because he was around the team a lot. He was still in Long Island, and Mike Bossie was back and living in Quebec, so it was a little bit different, but 100%. Um, you mentioned Mike Bossie didn't didn't only, play, only played 752 games. Um, because of a back injury, he retired after 10 years. That 10th season was the only year he didn't have 50 goals. He had 38 and 63, and he was hurt. <laughs> uh, and... In his early 30s at that time, and um, yeah, he was he was pretty incredible, and in, in a um a major reason that they won four straight Stanley Cups, won a Conn Smythe for the third one, um and was on the Canada Cup teams and represented Canada in a lot of different big games, um so yeah, rest in peace, Mike Bossy. Obviously, this was one we kind of knew was coming, unlike Gillies, so it still um doesn't doesn't make it hurt less uh, for the family. I'm sure you know. Um, And then another Hall of Famer just passed away this morning, Guy Lafleur, from the Montreal Canadiens, won five Stanley Cups in 17 seasons with Montreal. um, He's, you know, again, one of the 100 greatest players of all time. And, uh, you know, one of the greatest Montreal Canadiens of all time, honestly. Um, It's... he... was the all-time leading scorer in Canadiens history... 14 years with the Habs, led the team in points three consecutive seasons. Uh, he's, yeah, number 10 in the Rafters. Number 22 in the Rafters of UBS forever, and unfortunately Mike never got to see that. But number 10 in the Rafters of the Bell Center forever, uh, and rightfully so. So I just wanted to mention that
0: within like within the last hour, uh, Guy Lafour passed away as well. Yeah, I remember actually, I forget what the game was called, but it was this like weird, like, Sports heads game that I would play on my computer in elementary school. <laughs> and I remember I would play the hockey version of it and the representative for the Montreal Canadians, they obviously couldn't use the players' real names, but it was <laughs> some knockoff. It was like Guy Flower. Because his nickname yeah. was the Flower. So I remember Guy LaFleur was like the first Montreal Canadians player that I ever came to know. And I I could recognize Guy Lafleur, Montreal Canadian. So Obviously disappointing to see that he passed away only seven years old. It seems you know so young. I'm I'm not sure if he had uh, illness. Wasn't really privy to had that a situation. Heart condition, I heart think heart condition. Said. he
2: had like quad- a quadruple bypass, Jeez. um a couple years ago I think. So, so. yeah,
0: obviously it just uh, a tough time for the hockey community as a whole losing two, not just I mean legends, but two really legends of the sport. Uh, so rest in peace, Gilafer, and yes, rest in peace, Mike Bossy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I don't have too much else to add to that. I mean, like we said, it's always sad. It's always upsetting. Like the original flower, of course, now everyone calls Marc-Andre Fleury <laughs> the flower, but like he's the original flower. So it's always sad to see the greats go no matter what. This sport this year has just been losing a lot of people. I don't know what it is about this year. I I, I have no clue, but I feel like this year more than in years past, I don't know if it's just because I'm paying more attention, or no, if it's actually a, happening, but this has been a really... I mean,
1: an owner died out of nowhere. Yeah, that like,
2: was, like well, what? Yeah, you're right. This has been a really, really tough year, especially in hockey, but in other sports, too. Like, it's just, I mean, the I'm a Raiders fan. We have had two greats of the Raiders franchise oh. pass away this year. Yesterday, right? Yeah. One of the most famous quarterbacks of all time died, like, or in Raiders history, at least, which is insane. So, I don't know. It's incredibly sad, but... Again, thoughts and prayers to Guy LeFleur's family and always terrible to lose a legend. Yeah,
1: Um, we can can turn it back to Happy now. I did just want to mention those two things while we're talking about the Islanders. uh, And we move on uh, back to the NHL playoffs, which in the East are completely locked up. The Islanders are eliminated now officially. Uh, Washington clinches that spot. And they are now only two points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins for third place in the Metropolitan Division, and they have a game in hand. So they certainly could catch Pittsburgh any day now. And the Rangers are now tied with Carolina, uh, almost identical records. The Rangers actually have more wins but less regulation wins, so they are in second. But hmm. um, so the Rangers' possible outcomes are hosting Pittsburgh in the 2-3, hosting Washington in the 2-3. Or hosting Boston in the one versus wild card game. To me, I think Pittsburgh is the way you want to go. Because, yes, Casey DeSmith had a 52 safe shutout against the Bruins last night, but their goaltending isn't very good. As you saw Tristan Jari last year hand in game five to Josh Bailey on a silver platter, that's probably not going to happen again. But to me, I, I think that Pittsburgh is the way to go. Since they lost Marc Andre Fleury, they haven't been at. Uh, Yes, they have. They've been <laughs> in the first round. They lost in the second round in twenty eighteen. They haven't been they haven't been to the Eastern Conference final. They haven't been to the Stanley Cup final since they lost Marc Andre Flory. They've lost in the first round to the Islanders two of the last three years. I you know, I kind of see this Pittsburgh team as, as going downhill a little bit here. So for me, Tyler, if I'm the Rangers, I'm rooting like hell for Pittsburgh to win a couple of these games down the stretch
0: and and see a game one at the garden. Absolutely. I think I said last week that I thought Pittsburgh should be the team the Rangers want to play, and I still believe that. Like you said, the goaltending a question mark. Uh, Jari is is Jari still injured right now? I know he um, was out for a little bit of time. He was
1: I well. I think that he like became the backup because DeSmith Smith played okay. against the Islanders. Um, I, I can look for you.
0: Either way, I know he was yeah injured out. Very week, oh recently. yes, out week to week with a okay, lower yes, body. So injury, even if he comes back, I believe I read when he originally got injured that he would be back for the postseason, but. Even if he is back, you can you know, think maybe he's not 100%. Obviously, his past postseason performance doesn't exactly inspire confidence. <laughs> and the Rangers have dominated the Penguins this year. That combined with the fact that Pittsburgh only has three wins in April, they're not playing their best hockey at all right now. I know, like you said, they had a great, much-needed win versus Boston last night. But I think if you're the Rangers, Pittsburgh is absolutely the team you want to face. And then... If you want to talk between Boston and Washington, I don't know. That's a little bit of a toss-up for me. Washington's been pretty hot of late. Obviously, you know, you had the Rangers-Capitals playoff battles of the last kind of window and generation of Rangers players, and I grew up in that. So it would be a lot of fun to see those two teams match up again with kind of these new cores. Uh, I guess well, for the Capitals, it's kind of still the same core, Ovechkin-Backstrom. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, uh, and then Rangers play the Bruins on Saturday, tomorrow. So that would be a great showing to see, you know, a potential first-round matchup there. But uh, I think in terms of those three teams, you would want to see Pittsburgh if you're a Rangers fan.
2: I totally agree. I think from entertainment standpoint, I would love to see the Capitals because I do love watching Alex Ovechkin play, as does everybody who watches hockey. And I think that a really like a true seven-game series of – Ovechkin versus Kreider Panarin all of that I think would just be so much fun to watch so from an entertainment standpoint I think Capitals would be fun otherwise definitely the Penguins like you said their goaltending is unreliable I think that though they have Sidney Crosby, like we've seen this season, if he goes down, that entire team goes down. He is literally like, his back must hurt from carrying that team. (laughs) And I mean that. It really must. So I think that, especially, I don't want him to get injured. Never wish injury on anyone. But if something were to happen to him, I think that it would be infinitesimally easier. Am I using that word right? No. Infinitesimally means small. Yeah. Um, Then, infinitely infinitely easier <laughs> there we go it's early Sorry. for <laughs> i slept like four hours last night um not even for uh the rangers to get to round two. stop laughing at me i
0: was laughing about infinitesimally i've never heard that word really in my life. it's, one of it's my... like
1: it's like the adjective of infant
2: i
0: just have never heard anyone use Infantesimally. it like that
2: infinitesimally it's like one of my favorite words <laughs> literally ever to just like sound smart you just gotta be like <laughs> infinitesimally and you're like Totally. Like, what are you going to say to that? No. Well, unless when I recognize I'm using it incorrectly myself. But anyways, ignoring my grammar lesson on this fine morning. Yes, agree. Penguins.
1: Speaking of you not getting sleep, Owen Power first NHL goal last night.
2: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So the devil's sad face for this season, as we know. But last night was a game that I probably like won't ever forget. Honestly, I saw two uh rookies, I guess we'll call them. That's their first season ever. One of them, their first game ever, score their first NHL goals back to back. That was the most exciting part for me. In like
1: three and a half minutes of each other. Yeah. Wow.
2: It was so Nikita oh God, pronouncing his last name is Ohotuk, I think. It's Ohotuk. They asked him how to pronounce it in the pregame press conference. Uh Nikita Ohotuk, the twenty one year old from Russia. Uh he. No. He's not from Russia, is he? Yes, he is. No, I'm kidding. His name is Nikita. <laughs> oh, I thought you were joking because I thought he was like no, Serbian at first. I being so sarcastic. I was like, my my friend texted me and was like, this name looks like it was auto-generated. Is this real? And I was like, yes, it is real. Um, Nikita Hotuk scored in his first ever NHL game. Very very sweet. He was so smiley in the post game press conference. He like just got called up, said the first person he called was his fiance, second was his parents. His fiance was in the arena last night watching, which is really sweet. And like you said, Owen Power, number one overall draft pick, scores his first goal in a Buffalo Sabres uniform after playing on the Wolverines this year, as we know they made it to the frozen four.
1: What a disaster of a goal this is. I'm walking this right now. Jeff Skinner just falls down.
2: Yeah. It wasn't clean. It wasn't I mean, it wasn't beautiful. Like it wasn't a work of art. But you know what? It was a goal. It was a goal. It, it was a goal. It does count. And even though we were playing against the Sabres, I like watching Owen Power play. I think he's fantastic. Obviously, that's why he was the number one overall draft pick. And watching him score his first NHL goal was awesome. I've seen a number of people now do that. I saw Kale McCarr score his first NHL goal cool. in playoffs. I've now seen those two. I've seen, I missed the Ben Myers goal because I didn't go home for Easter break, mm. which is sad, but that's okay. But yeah, super exciting stuff and made a really bad game a little bit less painful.
1: Very nice. Uh, yes, it was a bad game <laughs> last night between <laughs> was the really Sabres bad. and the Devils. Uh, we wouldn't have mentioned it if Owen Power didn't score. I'll tell you that right now. Yep. Um, out west, the Vegas Golden Knights got everything they needed. Wednesday could have been the end for Vegas. They were playing Washington, and Dallas was playing Edmonton. And if Dallas had beaten Edmonton and Vegas had lost to Washington... It would have been over. They would have been five points out of their closest playoff spot um, with four games to play, but everything breaks the right way, and now they're only two points back at Dallas. They are five points back of uh, L.A., so I feel like that probably isn't right, uh, isn't the way to look at this anymore. I want them to leapfrog Dallas because Dallas is boring and dull, <laughs> and if and Vegas is fun and ridiculous. And if Vegas leapfrogs Dallas, then we get. I'm sorry, Sam. Vegas, Colorado in the first round, which for Tyler and I is the greatest thing that ever happened. For you, I'm sure it brings back nightmares of last year,
2: like but pain and trauma. <laughs> because
1: we got robbed of this in 2019, we got absolutely like thieved of it in 2020 because they should not have lost to Dallas. And then last year, it didn't really live up to the billing. Now you get Eichel versus McKinnon in the first round. How could I'm. Yeah, how you and <laughs> yeah, I—how I mean, could we not be? I get it. I totally uh, yeah. get it. How could we not no, be? Speak your truth, Chris. I was okay.
0: well. I'll, first, I'll say, uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. It's the star spot is who Vegas is going to have to take. They play the stars next Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. that's the season right Ooh. there. If you win that, you're probably assuming you take care of business the rest of your schedule. You probably can get in. If you lose that, even if Vegas, Vegas has four games left. If they go three and one, but that one loss is Dallas, you're probably not getting in. Hmm. Um, but in terms of a Vegas Colorado playoff series, yeah, this is absolutely. I think this is what all hockey fans should want. Yeah, and maybe if you're not, not an Avs maybe fan, not an but Avs fan. everyone else, I I was texting you guys this yesterday. I, I I feel like I mean everyone like wants Vegas to miss the playoffs. I want them to make the playoffs. I'd much rather see a team with Jack Eichel. And Mark Stone make it then, you know, I was using the Kings as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly too fond of the Kings, and I would <laughs> rather see...
1: Let's try to think of why. <laughs> and really?
0: I would rather see, you know... the King, Listen, the Kings are going to have their moment. I guess the Knights are also going to have their moment. The Knights had year.
2: their moment. They if did, their did inaugural have their moment, but season. I, don't,
0: I would much rather see... I want Jack Eichel to get his moment. That is true. I would love to see those two star-studded teams, really, because the Vegas Knights are a star-studded totally. team. Match up in the first round, and honestly... Colorado like if they play Dallas or I feel like they're just gonna smack whoever they play let's give them a little bit of a challenge in the first round they're the best team in the league by far let's give them a little challenge
2: see I say yes as as a raised Avalanche girl though I get like nervous like you said like it brings back like traumatic memories of being at the game in which Vegas defeated the Avs in the first You're round at game
1: six especially? I was at game six mm, that's tough.
2: it's it's been it's been bad um I've been very, very lucky to go to a number of playoff games, and some of them are just so, so painful. And, like, you know when you just leave a game and it's silent, and it's just, like, there is nothing yes. to be said.
1: I was at game two of the Islander Hurricane series, yep. and it was, like, silent like you, walking Like, out. Not, was, not a beef. Yep.
2: Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad. So it's not fun. Um, At all. And so, I don't know. It brings back those memories. But like you said, I do want Jack Eichel to have his moment. He has had one heck of a year. Poor dude has gone through so much this year. Neck surgery, trading teams, everything, getting away from Buffalo, Uh, thankfully for Jack Eichel. (laughs) But I want to see him have his moment. I would really like to see that matchup of him and McKinnon. I think it'd be so much fun. Like both of them at full force going at it, I think would be incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that, like you said, some some of the teams are just boring. At least watching that would be interesting. But... I don't know. In my in my heart, I'm like a little bit in pain. But also, who I don't know who decided. You said that everyone decided to just like root against Vegas this year. Yeah, just like are general like, Twitter and Instagram comment like, sections. No. Everyone hates Vegas. I completely agree. I was gonna say I don't know who like sent out the memo that was like hate Vegas this year cause everyone well, because everyone used to be so IR pro Vegas stuff. and yeah. now everyone's like we hate you.
1: Between the LTIR stuff and the fact that but it's like, not working, it's not working. Which yeah, I we agree talked that. about it, yeah. Think about it from like. I don't mean to make this about me. But think about it from my perspective. I've never seen my team play in the Stanley Cup Final. And this team, in four seconds, got to the Stanley Cup Final. Yes. So they're annoying.
2: That's why I didn't like them. And everyone was like, oh, you're just bitter. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm upset. You didn't earn your place. You didn't earn your place. By
1: By the time they got to the... When they got to the Stanley Cup Final, I'd only seen my team win one playoff series in my entire life. Now they've gotten to the Eastern Conference Final twice. But I'd only seen them win one playoff series. And this team who didn't exist 45 seconds ago is is cake to the Stanley Cup final because of a ridiculous playoff system. But ridiculous. That was the other thing too. They shouldn't have got th- that was the other thing like if the playoff system had a brain, they wouldn't have gotten to the to the Stanley Cup final. Um because that was the year Winnipeg and Nashville were the number 1 and 2 teams in the whole league and played against each other in the second round. Because yeah. we love the playoff system. Mhm. So our bad.
2: favorite thing. It's so good. What a
1: transition by me. I didn't even mean to do that. That was Vancouver, awesome. by the way, had a seven-game point streak until last night. They're only four points out with four to play. Probably not going to make it.
2: But... No, but can we talk about how they've just made a hell of a run? Like, yeah. everyone was like, oh. Good for them. Vancouver is out. But you know what? Good for the Canucks. Heck yeah. Good for them. Good for them.
1: They're probably Bruce, not going to make
2: it. Bruce, there it is. Bruce. Bruce, <laughs> there, Bruce, there it is is right.
1: Um, and yes, I, I uh, agreed. So... I say transition because this has been like a topic of the last week about how everything about how we determine who goes to the playoffs and who plays each other in the National Hockey League is the worst thing of all time. (laughs) Um, so we, Tyler mentioned it last week where the rain, and also today, actually, we just mentioned it. The Rangers shouldn't win the division because they don't want to play Boston. Um, and they certainly don't want to play Tampa, who for a little bit seemed like they might have been the top wild card. Um, but they've kind of separated from Boston now. Uh, so that's a whole other issue that we could talk about for a year and a half. Um, and they should just go 1-8, through eight, and maybe you think they should put a play in it. Maybe you think they shouldn't. I don't know. But one thing I think we can all agree on is that the the fact that some games are worth more than others makes absolutely no sense Mm -hmm. and the reason this comes up is because Pierre Lebrun wrote in an article in the athletic about how after the 20 um or after the 2004 lockout there was talk about bringing in the three two one zero system where you get three points for a regulation win two points for an overtime win one point for an overtime loss and zero points for a regulation loss um But the NHL said, that's too many changes at one time. And said, we'll try it in the AHL first. And then the AHL never got a call back to try it.
2: Because the NHL is great at getting things done. Fantastic.
1: The only reason that this hasn't been changed is because it artificially inflates the records of bad teams, i.e. the Islanders, um, and makes general managers, Lou Lamoureux, look like they're doing better at their job than they are. Um, Because without the loser point, the Islanders, you know, I take them as the example, would have 70 points instead of 80. They'd be 35 and 42 instead of 35 and 32 and 10. These magic 10 points that they just got out of nowhere because they're terrible in overtime. Um, so I'm, I'm so out on it. And I think that there's two legitimate... I, the loser point came in in, like, the late 90s because everybody was tying, and they didn't have the shootout at the time. So it was incentivizing high active play in overtime to get, to get the extra point, which makes sense. But now we have the shootout, so there's a winner in every game. So just get rid. You don't even have to do three, two, one if you don't want to do that. Just get rid of it and do two points for every win, zero points for every loss, and get out of here, like every other sport does. It it, it drives me insane that that some point that some games are worth more than others. I I can't yeah. understand.
0: It. Yeah, that I mean that's just the basis of the whole issue for me. I could care less whether you go 3-2-1 or 2-0, but it just makes no sense that some games are worth more. Effort. I mean, look, we were just talking about the Canucks. The Canucks are, they have two points less than Vegas, and yet, you know, the Canucks have 11 overtime losses, and Vegas has five. So that's six points right there mm-hmm. that the Canucks have gotten. If they don't have that, yeah, they've gone on a nice late season run here, but they're, we're not talking about them at all for a playoff conversation. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just think the, the extra, it, it makes no sense that some games are, are worth others. It's not like that in any other sport, not only in North America, but if you look at soccer, the Premier League, they have the 3-2-1, mm-hmm. or the 3-1, I guess. But you all the three, games... What is, you get three points well, you for, get three a, points minute for win. a win. No, you get three points for a win, and then if there's a draw, each team gets a point. So actually, mm-hmm. draws are worth less. Which makes which sense. Which that makes sense mm-hmm. as well, because you know neither team earned a win, yeah. so right. why is that game going to be worth? But it makes no sense that a team can... Some games can be worth three points, and other games can be worth two.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the format is stupid. Um, also, I I enjoy, of course, watching like the number one team face the wild card, whatever. It's a fun little smackdown. I wonder, you mentioned a play-in game. We've seen it work in the NBA.
1: Okay, welcome to the conversation from last week, because Tyler disagrees with me. Okay. Doesn't want the play-in game. You don't want a play-in game? I just want one through eight. You just want That's one through eight. I, I think,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, oh, okay. I think it could work. I think that the play in game in the NBA has, it incentivizes a lot of the teams to try new things, try new players. It gets young players time actually to like try things out. Because, of course, if you're fighting for a play in spot, then it's like this is worth more, which I know, we were just talking about that. But it does give these teams a a chance at least and it keeps it going and it's good spectator like spectatorship I guess to watch these teams literally fighting tooth and nail and sure we have the wild card spot but like I don't know something about it just feels like it's more intense when there's a playing game so I think that'd be fun to watch but I don't think that the NHL will ever change anything they do because Gary Button doesn't like anything ever to change. He likes to do things the way he is, which is also why the Knights will make the playoffs, <laughs> which is also why the Knights will make the playoffs is because I not to not to accuse him of anything. I'm not trying to get sued here, but I was looking at some really funny memes on Twitter about um, how much he loves the Knights. And I think it's incredibly true. Anyways. I disagree
1: with that, actually. Really? Everybody says like that was um, like um, fixed for them. I, I don't agree with that. And They're a good
2: team. I'm not saying they're not a good team, but I just, I don't know. We'll see. I just was liking the memes. I thought they were very yeah. funny. There are
1: funny memes, but yeah. So if you do either one, it doesn't impact the top of the standings. Florida's still up there. Colorado's still up there. The only teams in impacts are Dallas, who's lost 14 overtime games, uh, or won 14 overtime games. I'm sorry, and lost five. It impacts LA, who's lost 10 overtime. If you lose 10 games in overtime, yes, it's random at the end of the day. But like, I don't know. It it just annoys me because it's it, it makes it makes teams like Buffalo, like the Islanders, like Detroit look so much better in the standings than they should. Like, think about it. So, let's take Buffalo, for example. They have 71 points. You look at 71 points. You're like, okay, that's not too bad for Buffalo. Better than maybe we expected them to be. They won 30 games. That's they won, They're 30 and 49. That's terrible. But we look at that and say, oh, that's not so mm-hmm. bad. Because they lost 11 games in overtime.
0: Another example, the Ducks. They've got 14 overtime losses, and they have 74 points. 30,
1: 34, and 14. 30 and 48
0: it, I mean, isn't good. Yeah. If you take away the... Those fourteen points, they're one point, two points ahead of the Kraken, and that would put them third worst in the West.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I'm, it's so infuriating, and the only people who don't like it are the general managers, who are the ones who make the rules, because it makes them look like they're doing better at their jobs than, than they are, and, you know, it, it's very interesting to me, that, Gary Bettman has said that he likes this playoff system, that he likes, everything, like, what we how we artificially choose who plays for the Stanley Cup. but And he's the reason why we're not going to get playoff expansion to 20 teams and why we're not going to get a change in this. But for everything else, he the GMs make the rules. It's not me. But for this, he gets to put his foot down and do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And he's the most annoying person of all time. So, <laughs> I don't know. This has been a topic this week.
0: Is the 20 playoff teams, like I saw the article by... I mean, is that like an actual legitimate? No, Okay. Good. because they don't like I... money. Well, I would hate that. Okay? <laughs> Why? I've Why had though? this discussion. I think I talked about this last week. My favorite playoff format is the MLB because you have to actually be a good team to make the playoffs, <laughs> the and playoffs. sometimes I know this is gonna. P- people might not like to hear this. Yeah, you're but sometimes you had an MVP good teams, teams miss the playoffs. It happens. Just because you're a good team doesn't mean you automatically should make it. I think, especially in the NBA, if you're like 500, you're gonna make the playoff game. Yeah. I, I mentioned the Spurs last week. The Spurs were in a play-in game, and they were like 10 games under 500. That's yeah, ridiculous. The, the Pelicans. <laughs> yeah. The Pelicans won 36 games this Granted, year. Granted, the Pelicans are now really? actually holding their own against the Suns, so that backfired in my face. But yeah. still, it's like, come on. The NHL, I don't think they need a play in a game. I think you know just one through eight, the top sixteen teams, even you know sixteen, whatever. I think that could maybe get chopped down a little, but that's never gonna happen. No, that's really that's that never is really happen. not gonna but, happen. But, I mean, and in terms of playing games, my roommate's a Cavs fan. The Cavs finished eight, and then they lost both their playing games, and they're not in the playoffs. I, if that happened to my team. Oh my God. Right, but if my team finished win, in the top eight, win and then,
1: one game against a team who's worse I, than you. That's my the argument. The whole
0: thing is I don't even I think it should just be top eight. Why are we yeah. adding these two two arbitrary games? But for Wachins- fun. but
1: for fun, but argument is how come nine and ten are arbitrary but seven and eight aren't? Like what about like this East is a bad example this year. What about Nashville and Dallas is so much more of a playoff team than Vegas and Vancouver? That's well, the argument. I mean, there's, there has Nashville, to be a line somewhere like where you're just an going
0: to keep including it until. Sure, why not? More money, more playoff <laughs> hockey, more no. playoff hockey. No, all right, that's fine.
1: Mm. I don't like that. All right, I mean, that's I was
2: fine. I'm fine with today. like I'm fine <laughs> with
0: good teams missing the playoffs. So,
2: you're really. telling me that if the Flyers somehow got to be I'm really, really... fan. Really... Really... I know, I know you're a Rangers fan, but I'm telling you, you're in Philadelphia, right? Do not want to go to a playoff game in philadelphia is that not a thing you'd to go you, to a flyers play a game i do? probably wouldn't really
0: honest i mean okay
2: so let's say, know, the rangers, then. say the okay, rangers that say the rangers are a good team yeah they missed the playoffs are you okay. not gonna be sad are you not yes i'm gonna be sad okay, so there you go the phillies. the phillies had a cy young
1: candidate and an mvp last year and they missed the playoffs yeah how many games did they won last year 88
0: 87 <laughs> no bro they won like 80 how many games i think they were they were two games over 500 okay they so weren't 80, that 80, good they weren't that good 83 yeah, 82 and 80, 83 some math. And 81, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, early math. No, they're not. Listen, like, yeah, would I be disappointed? Obviously, but that's that's not – I don't care about my feelings, honestly. Like, it some good teams miss the playoffs. It's ha- It would happen with the Rangers. Well, I guess the season never ended, but in the pandemic-shortened season, that was going to be really close, and the Rangers were mm-hmm. one of the top five teams in the NHL after, like – January. 1st. January, mm-hmm. and they still – there was a chance they were going to miss – play better at the start of the season
2: but is it not so fun to watch these teams to watch the good teams either get smacked by the not so great ones who have earned their spot these wild card candidates who somehow find their way to the top is that not fun is that not super fun is enough not fun? let's say a good team misses the playoffs okay fine a less good team takes their place it's entertaining to come up but I, I'm still sad. I'm still sad. Yeah. I'm still like, I want my team there. My team had a good season. Well, I'm not
0: necessarily saying like a good team misses and then a worse team somehow sneaks in. Right, I'm exactly. just fine with there being more good teams than there is What's playoff bad? spots. <laughs> okay. Or it's just like there's some there's in the Eastern Conference, there's 10 good teams and only eight teams make it. Like Fight be them. one of the better eight. Okay.
1: That's true. That that's And that's a fine argument to make. Sure. The My argument against your friend who's a Cass fan is just be in the top six, and you won't that's have to worry fair. about it. That's fair, as well. <laughs> because if the Nets were in the top six, they wouldn't have had to play the Cavaliers, and they wouldn't have to play the South. like that. That's just the truth of it. So if you look at this year, if if Washington didn't stumble over themselves out of the gate, they wouldn't have to play in the in the the seven eight game before the nine ten game. And it's just I don't know. I I think it'd be fun, but we don't have well, to relitigate well, I that. And we but the thing I we guess all guess I'm no fun. I, you i'm
2: team
0: a fun. no fun this morning oh,
2: okay <laughs> the thing, the thing, the thing okay. we can all agree
1: on is the current playoff system is terrible yes yes bad. <laughs> and that's but this is kind of the problem with it though is we all agree that it's terrible but we <laughs> don't know do how to it? fix it there's no there's no like there's no consensus yeah. three two yeah. one two oh playing teams like one the, through
0: eight. The, the scott wheeler tweet that you quote tweeted yeah This was as of Wednesday, so I don't know. The matchups might have changed a little. But, like, well, I know Minnesota and St. Louis, that didn't change. They're going to play in the first round. Yeah, that's that's the the only one that's locked in now. Number three and number four in the Western Conference, and they're playing in the first round. Uh, The Oilers, as of Wednesday, were the fifth-best team in the West, and yet they get to play the seventh-best team, the Kings. And, frankly, I think the Kings are probably the worst playoff team out of the 16. I think they have the lowest percentage of their wins versus playoff teams out of, like, all... Sixteen mm-hmm. teams that were in the spot. <laughs> I guess my Kings hate is coming out again. It is. But uh, you are. the East is like, uh, honestly, the East is a little bit better than the West. Like it's a little like three and six play, one and eight play. But the West is is completely messed up. Like Calgary would be two, and they're playing six in Nashville. It's yeah,
1: yep. Just, it's, and it's as you know, as I said when I quoted you that this is not the worst year ever. Yeah, the worst exactly. year ever was the year the the Knights made the play the the Cup final. And it's nothing against the Knights, but. That year, Winnipeg and Nashville, the two best teams in the entire NHL, and they played against each other in the second round. They beat the crap out of each other, and the team who came out of that that uh, series had no prayer against whoever was waiting for them. Yeah. And they end up being Vegas, and Winnipeg lost in five games. They were just gassed. and they were completely yeah. gassed because they played a seven game series against the best team in hockey, and they won. Or no, they no Nashville won the President's Trophy that year. Yeah, cause remember and the uh, the banner, the banner, yeah, Western <laughs> Conference regular season <laughs> champions. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so that like that's that's the one, where if we, we just have to take that and say, look, you had a fake Western Conference champion because the two best teams in hockey played three weeks before they should have. Mm-hmm. But whatever, that's fine. Quiz time, yay! No. <laughs> so you mentioned Ben Myers, and you actually teased it. This quiz is on undrafted free agents. <laughs> but no, okay, hold on. It's <laughs> hard eight...
2: for, for the viewers at home. Tyler and I, our jaws eight, just dropped Eight answers. There's
1: eight answers. Three of them played for the Rangers. Okay, okay. That one of them, <laughs> one of them is a stan. Or right, one, two, two of them are Stanley Cup champions. One's a starting goaltender. One's a captain. Okay. One's a Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. Come on, we can do this. Okay. Easy. Can
2: okay. we be a team? Or is this an individual This sport? player
1: left the Boston College Eagles and signed with the New York Rangers, spurning the Chicago Blackhawks, who drafted him in the first round in 2010. Also played for the Winnipeg Jets and Philadelphia Flyers.
2: Go ahead, Tyler. It's Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes.
1: See? I told you I was not mean.
2: See, but here's the thing. Is I said earlier that I'm going to be really bad at this one. You so knew that one. I did not know that okay. one. I, that's that why Kevin I said, Hayes. go ahead, Tyler. Because <laughs> Tyler said, I got it. And so I said, go ahead, This Tyler. undersized
1: defenseman finishes his three-year career at Michigan State with a Hobie Baker nomination signing with the Boston Bruins. Your clue, your real clue here is he played in a cup final against the team he is currently on. Boston Bruins. Okay. Played in I, a cup I, final against the team he's currently on. I think I know
0: it. Go. Tory Krug? Tory Krug.
1: Look at that.
2: I'll be damned. This is looking really bad for me. <laughs> if you're one of my future employers, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> my point
1: of this whole thing is undrafted free agents, or these aren't all undrafted, college free agents. Mm hmm. Can be very important. Yes. Yeah. Very, very important. Yeah. Ben Myers scored his first goal for the Colorado Avalanche the other day. Yes, he did. Kevin Hayes not undrafted. Tory Krug undrafted. This guy was undrafted at a fair state, signed with the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, won the cup with them in 2007, but is most notable for winning three Stanley Cups and a gold medal riding sidecar with Sidney Crosby. Now retired. <sighs>
0: oh my God. Wait, I know this. Also
1: played for Tampa Bay, I believe. Also played for Tampa Bay late in
0: his career, after the Penguins. Chris Kunitz. There you go. Wow. I feel like I'm kind of just like, this is just Tyler showing off right now. No, this
2: is Tyler showing off. And you know what?
1: This one one was right here for Tyler because he definitely hates this guy. (laughs) Perhaps the most famous or infamous college free agent signing. Leaving Harvard for Broadway, and now plays for the. <laughs> I knew
0: you were gonna. I knew who you were gonna say when you <laughs> said infamous. He hates it. It's Jimmy Vc. Jimmy Vesey. Jimmy Vesey. I was I so mad Jimmy the Islanders Vesey.
2: didn't sign,
1: and then he was terrible.
0: I remember I was so excited when the Rangers signed Jimmy Vc. I was like, this is. There it. was a lot of hype They're around him. They're gonna win the cup now. They, they, I <laughs> like watching
2: Jimmy Vc now, though. Yeah, no, like, of course devils, he, he was, he was supposed to be the savior. Though. That's, that's what I was, was saying. Oh, play he's play on, on the on devils, not the savers. No, he's on the devils. Uh, okay, at least well,
1: well, he's now on the devils. I'm. He I,
2: I am ninety nine percent sure that devil, Jimmy Vc. Right. If you had said the devils, I would have been like, oh, maybe I know this one. But no, but no, Jimmy Vc is <laughs> hundred percent on the devils. He was
1: on Buffalo, and now he's on the
2: devils. So that's a fake clue.
1: Fake clue. Wow. Fake clue. My apologies.
2: I give myself one tenth of a point.
1: This. University of New Hampshire defenseman is currently on the Washington Capitals. He signed with Chicago in 2014, the same year his brother represented the United States on the Olympic team.
2: I'm thinking of all the brothers. Oh.
1: Come on, Sam. Come on, Sam.
2: Oh. It's right there.
1: Do you have it, though? I don't know it. She got it.
2: I, 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 God, no, 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 no. I'm going through the pairs of brothers, and I... I,
0: One's a defenseman, one's a forward. Go ahead. I can't. I can't. Trevor Van Riemsdek. Yeah. I didn't know he was on the Caps right now. I remember him He's on, on the Caps, yeah. The, Chicago. Chicago, yeah.
1: This one's the hardest one, I'll admit. This Hall of Famer went to RPI and signed with Detroit in 1985. He played for the most notably for Boston and St. Louis. He's 7th all-time in assists.
0: I know this one. Wow, already? What the yeah, heck? Go. Adam Oates. There you go. My uh I think my cousin went to RPI. So did so, mine. How About that. Yeah, so.
2: Mine not. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs>
1: this current captain spurned the Phoenix Coyotes to sign with Boston. Despite being a Michigan boy, he played for the Gophers until 2008. He was traded from the Bruins to the Thrashers in 2011, shortly before they became the Jets. Also representing the United States in the 2014 Olympic team. Current captain. Current of a, captain? Of a team. Went to Minnesota. American. There's only like four American captains.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, Sam. <laughs> I don't follow college hockey. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm struggling. You're with out this on one. this one, really.
1: Current captain. Current captain. Wait, hold on. American. 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 I also mentioned the team he plays on. What team does he play on?
2: Did you say the Bruins? Is he I said
1: <laughs> Bruins, Thrashers, and Jets. He plays on one of those teams. Is it Blake Wheeler? Blake Wheeler.
2: Damn.
1: Last one. This Canadian goaltender played his college hockey at the University of Alabama, Huntsville, signing with the New York Rangers after three seasons. With the Chargers, he played well with the Connecticut. Remember when they were the Connecticut Whale for like four seconds? (laughs) Connecticut Whale slash Hartford Wolfpack and in the backup role at the Rangers. He turned a fantastic 2015 campaign relief of an injured Hank into two starting roles in the Western Conference.
0: I know. Do you have any? I'm going
2: to Google it, so now go ahead. uh, Cam
0: Talbot. Cam Talbot. That's
1: a runaway, Steven right there.
0: Seven and zero. Ooh, extra the, effort award winner in
2: 2015. I oh, okay, now you can stop showing off. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing: is I said in our text last night, I said I was gonna be bad at this. Because my brain, unless I am actively like looking at your stats or you are a Hall of Fame avalanche player, my brain goes, beep, boop, beep, boop, what? <laughs> You've heard of all those players, though. I've heard of them, yes. Okay. But here's the so thing is awesome. my brain just can't recall. Like, I don't have the knowledge of like raffling off all these stats like a lot of people do.
1: I don't. I I, I got all that off Wikipedia. Shout Which is Wikipedia. great. I was bored the other day.
2: So you know what? I was I like, will... who's the
1: most famous undrafted uh, college free agent of all time? And I don't know who. I don't know what the answer Probably Adam Oates hall of famer probably. Probably. the only guy, only guy on there who i said is going to the hall of fame everybody else not going to the hall of fame yeah Adam
2: but you know what? i'll own i'll own that i'm not even gonna try and pretend like i was gonna be good i i know that you and did you, own that and you know what if you make a meme about me i'll accept <laughs> i'm not it. gonna make a meme about you I really promise. Yep. hell yeah <laughs> the,
1: tie, the tiebreaker what's was was what is the name of the undrafted free agent the rangers just signed oh it's bobby
0: something bobby
1: Bobby Trevino. Bobby Trevigno or whatever his
2: name is. Trevigno. Trevino.
1: Tyler's 3-0. That was the easiest one. Yeah. That was the
2: easiest
0: one. Count it. Come with the king, you best not miss. Tyler! There it is. That was silly.
1: (laughs) Tyler wins again. Good job, Tyler. Next week is the last week of the regular season, so we'll have hopefully a more rounded picture of what the playoffs really look like next week get some playoff matchup uh, previews besides st louis minnesota um and all of that so my last islander game is thursday of next week tyler's going to the hurricanes
0: game on sunday and then i'm going to the lightning game on friday i believe the last game of the The season on friday sam
2: i have devils saturday and sunday this weekend and then the last game of the season next friday
1: Make sure to get your votes in for the five-on-three award show. Is that Tyler time time got his votes yesterday. in yesterday. Okay, I'll, yesterday I'll yesterday. do mine. I was going to say, is yeah. that next
2: week we're doing that? Yeah. Uh,
1: I-, I don't know when we're doing it, but they're due after the regular season. Okay. Um, okay. So that should be fun, and um, we'll have a little fun at the end of the regular season here, headed into the playoffs with no Islanders, no Devils, but a Rangers team who just clinched home ice. So first, Sam Boer and Tyler Mooney. I'm Chris Hennessy. We will talk to you next week.